at halftime, we, we fixed a few things. Um, we made a few changes and we came out flying. And then from the when the whistle went for the second half, we completely dominated that that game. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Bold Tackle. We are your hosts, Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topics in sport, highlight the women's football industry, and speak about the unspoken. If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us on our journey and listen in to The Bold Tackle. Hi and welcome back to a new episode of our podcast of Bold Tackle and hi Safe. Hi Yoli, frosty morning today, how are you? Good, I really really can't complain and I'm really looking forward to this episode uh, because it's going to be a, a really time sensitive episode, we're going to publish it tomorrow. Um, we said we'd like to speak about your first three games, what a crazy start for you guys huh? Yeah I think a really good start, um, I mean Historically, the best start Leicester City's had in the WSL, um, which we'll gladly take. But I do believe we've put in the work to deserve this start. Did you expect when you saw your first three matches that you'll be standing here with seven points? Um, expect is maybe the wrong word. We were going for that many points, definitely. We believed we could. In the end, that it happened is great. Um, I'm going to be completely honest, we went for nine points. So we're almost underachieved, but that's just kind of the standards we have set for ourselves. Um, I think the interesting thing is like we've put great performances in. We've kind of had, um, yeah, we've underperformed. We've had ugly, ugly performances, but we've still got seven points. You talked about belief, and I think belief is something you can really see in a match, especially in this last one uh, with Man United. Maybe we'll start with with the uh, most recent one. I thought it was a match where. Um, the viewer could see that you, the team was a little bit nervous. There was a lot of mistakes in these easy passes. You tried to make difficult passes, but what was not missing was the fight uh, and the, the togetherness and the team to win that ball back. The, the part I love most about football, you could really see in this game. Yeah, I can see that on your face already. He's smiling, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd agree. I think... I think people put it down to nerves or, or bravery. I'd almost take that out completely. And I'd say we just didn't see the options. We, we couldn't find the spaces to play into to pull off our game. Um, and United pressed really, really well. And we struggled. And I think everyone could see that. But what you mentioned is um, we struggled, but we don't, we don't forget who we are in terms of we fight for everything. And we almost just had to ride that wave in the first half. Um, I'm going to admit we were a bit lucky that United didn't use their chances. Uh, so we went into halftime 0-0 and we changed a few things. Um, it's a very good halftime speech from Willie, um, just saying, guys, that's not you. I'm disappointed in you not showing who you are. Um, there was no anger. There was more disappointment, but we were all disappointed. It was nothing new to us that he, he said like he wasn't happy um, and we came out completely differently. Was it our best performance yet? No. But um, we we showed what we're made of at Leicester and I think we deserved a point in the end. It's funny you spoke about the halftime speech because I was sitting there at halftime and going, um, what would I say to the girls? Because you could see you were willing to win. You could see you were willing to fight. But it was 
it was just not working. And my words would have been something around the lines of um, relax. We know we can play football. Let's continue fighting. Let's continue to try to get here. But relax. Believe in your passes. Believe in your your um, um, your other players making options for you. And we'll get there. Um, and maybe it was something similar, like he said. There, there was no anger because there was not much you could have done differently. Just believe in your passes a little bit more and continue fighting. And we'll get there somehow. To be fair, I think that that was a really good hard halftime speech because that's what it was. We had to relax and we had to set up our structure a bit better. We were trying to help one another so much that we took away the spaces. And that's kind of the character of our team. Like We try and help one another so much, but sometimes that's actually not what we need. We need people to stay away, say, for example. Um, And then, yeah, the belief. Obviously, you mentioned it. we, we missed that a little bit in the first half and we're an honest team and we'll admit that we've analysed that um, and we know what we want to do better for the next game. Yeah. So the next game I'll be there to watch will be coming over to the UK. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, but we also had two other games which um, Everton was not easy. They were way above you in the in the league last year. Um, you got in four teams of the week in that week. How was that game for you? Did you feel you played so well? Uh, I think I just did my job. Um, I think I believe in doing the basics really well. Um, and I think, obviously, I had that, that quite physical striker. That was pretty much my job. So I was almost getting obsessed with not letting her get the ball or have time on the ball. And it was very obvious that with time, um, they kind of developed this game plan of everything had to go through her. So if I could stop her, I could kind of stop with what Everton was doing. And as you said, they were very much above us last year and they're one of the best teams in possession um, still this year but with our press I think we we killed that and also we we really developed this fluidity and and confidence on the ball that we were picking them apart and I'm not saying it was an easy game not at all because the last 20 minutes we struggled we we really struggled to close the gaps um, and in the end, we had to really, again, fight and put our bodies on the line that we, we didn't concede. And there was a little bit of luck there as well. Yes, but I, sometimes I think if you put in the hard work, you'll have the luck on your side at times. Yeah. And I think that's what happened at United. Um, and I think that's what we had been missing previously in previous seasons, that we'd never gotten close enough to work for this luck. Um, no. When you look when you look at them, we discussed it before, the late goals we conceded. Um but Everton, again, like not not the 90 minutes, they weren't perfect. Not at all. I say no performance is perfect. But we put a majority of the game, we put a really good performance in. And therefore, we could fight for the, the three points in the end. Yeah. And for the first game, you obviously played against Bristol City. You could say that's a very um, good first match because it's someone who came up the... The, from the uh, championship on the other hand it's a very difficult match because you need to win it at the beginning of the season yeah. you're not allowed to trip right from the beginning because otherwise you're running behind yeah I think there were very, very many factors that were quite tricky um, as you said they were the newly promoted team and obviously with how we did in the first half of the season last year um, they were out to hit us we were the team to beat Um and also, we'd played them in pre-season not too long ago. 
and we'd really underperformed and they beat us. So that's also somewhere in your mind. Uh, and I would say that game was a game of two halves, definitely. Uh, first half, we really struggled. Um, obviously not... It was a different struggle to the United game because we kind of killed ourselves uh, in a sense of we we just didn't perform. Um, we were a bit all over the shop and we just couldn't connect passes the way we can. Uh, we went down uh, 1-0, but then we changed things in, in the second half and again... I don't believe Willie is a manager that, that typically gets mad. He can get mad, no doubt. And I'd never want to get on his wrong side. <laughs> but um, at halftime, he's more a solution-orientated manager. He We try and fix things at halftime. And that's what we've developed as a team. We have more problem solvers on the pitch now. And even, um, sorry, I'm jumping back to United, but at halftime, before the managers even came in, we'd come up with solutions as a team, uh, which which I haven't seen before, not only from this team, but other teams as well, like that the team comes together. There's no blame and there's no pointed fingers. There is, how can we fix this? How can we help one another to make this work? And I was personally very impressed by, I guess, ourselves, that we came together that well and and stayed calm and just tried to get back to, how can we make this work? And I'm going back to Bristol now. At halftime, we, we fixed a few things. Um, we made a few changes and we came out flying. And then from the when the whistle went for the second half, we completely dominated that that game. So, what's the general mood in camp? Um, because um, it's easy to lose your heads now, uh, and it's only been three games. It's a long way to go. And when you're in interviews, you keep calming everyone down, saying we need to relax, we need to just continue performing. We can't look too far ahead. But what's the general mood in the camp? I think. That's exactly how the camp is, the way we speak in our interviews. We are very aware that it's only three games. Um, don't get me wrong, we celebrate every game, every point, every win, every goal, um, because we know how important they are and we know how long we waited for these moments last year. Yeah. Um, but we're very humble. I think the phrase I'd use is like, we're confident, but humble at all times. Um, first of all, we know how quickly things can change if we don't put in the hard work and we don't perform. And I think it comes from the staff from no matter the result at the weekend, training's always, always hard. Like we get beasted to kind of make us realise we have to put in the hard work for these performances to happen. Because individually we're not strong enough to compete. We have to compete as a collective. So now we've seen the first three games um, and obviously we, we spoke about the things we see or I see from the outside and the things you see from the inside. What's the what's the skills or what's the things you're going to be working on for the next couple of weeks to maybe improve these in the game? Is there something you can change so quickly? Um, I think the biggest thing is we've, over pre-season and the first three games, obviously we've had the cup game as well, that went really well, so... We've had four games, but obviously only three league games. We've developed an identity. And every time we play and commit to our identity, we perform well. So I think it's just a matter of solidifying that and making sure no matter the opposition, no matter the circumstances, no matter the team on the pitch, we portray our identity on the pitch. And that's that's going to be, I think, key to a successful season. There's always things to change depending on opposition. There's a different 
slightly different game plan. Um, and I said slightly because we have a style of play and that doesn't change. You can't change players overnight. You can't change a team overnight. You can adjust a few things. Um, but our identity of, and this is not a secret because people have seen it, this commitment to be aggressive all over the pitch, no matter the minute of the game, that's who we are, in possession and out of possession. And then especially in possession, it's this confidence of fluidity, um, bravery, and having fun, enjoying the ball, because we were chasing loads last year, and this has changed massively. Do you think, because I thought watching Man United, you were chasing a lot on Man United, but you were getting there. So you didn't have these long sprints of a couple of minutes. It was always 20, 30 seconds where you were somehow all on the ball and you somehow got there, either for them to go all the way back so you had time for them before they came back to attack, or you had the ball and then you started your attack. Yes, I think, especially first half, we were chasing. And that's because we didn't play due to our identity because we didn't keep the ball long enough we were constantly chasing because the out of possession only happens if you don't have the ball and we just gave it away too cheaply so you spoke about your team how you are problem solvers and how you work together really well how important is it now that the 12 13 14 15 first players all stay fit is the depth there in the whole squad you know what we've built over I'm not saying only this preseason, but even the second half of last season is this absolute togetherness. And we are 21, 23 players. Um, and everyone is absolutely crucial to us being successful. And that is something we've worked on really, really hard on, but more so even off the pitch. And you can really, really feel that, that, Every win, every point so far this season has been a collective, a team, a squad win. Um, I always say, if you look to the bench and you see the bench smiling, and I'm not—I don't mean like joking about. I mean like happy, engaged, even screaming onto the pitch, involved. That's when you know you've got a squad. Otherwise, you've got a team and sub subs, and we purposely don't call one another subs. We call ourselves game changers when we come on because we are game changers. Whoever comes on has a job of finishing the game and finishing the job the starter has started. And sometimes we have the strongest game changers and we just can't wait for them to come on. Is it sometimes hard for individuals not to start? Of course. And are you disappointed when you don't start? Yes. But there's always the bigger picture. There's always, you're part of something really big here. And we've put in a lot of hard to set this foundation, which is our super strength, because I don't think a lot of teams have that. And that is what is going to guide us through the season and seasons beyond. And also, sometimes you affect a result not in a match but in training as well if you're in training and you're full-on in training then you affect how the team will probably um, and play in the next game they know hey I need to perform because otherwise I have two three players who are going to take my spot and you can affect the whole game and the way a, a team develops in training and not always in the game and when you're in game you can affect it as well 
depending on the way you are on the bench. As you said, is it smiling or is it sitting back and not caring because, look, I'm not playing again? Um, there's, you can really affect it in the way you behave on every part of the team. Yeah, definitely. I think we always talk about like the, the energy sappers and the energy providers. Um, and we don't have energy sappers in this team. And it was made very clear that we, we won't allow them in our team in our squad, in our building. Does it, do I have a, a, a bad day at times? Yes, but that's human. That's that's normal. And that's also a big point. Like We're allowed to be human. We're allowed to, first of all, make, make mistakes and we're also allowed to feel down at times. That doesn't mean you're an energy sapper. Um, but an energy sapper for me is someone that's moping through the training ground, can't get motivated or can't, isn't motivated to work hard. Um, it's just dragging other people down as well. And we don't have that. And I think you make a really important point about training because first of all, there's competition for spots. and But also there's, if I'm not starting as a centre-back, I am giving my strikers hell because that's what they're going to face at the weekend in the game. I am being my best so they are prepared for the game at the weekend so hopefully they can be successful. Um, and and the other way around, if if I'm starting and a certain striker isn't, they are going to press me hard. So when it comes to game day, I'm already used to the situation. I can almost turn around and be like, thanks for pressing so hard in training. I'm used to this now. I'm ready for the game. So how are you preparing for the next couple of games? Um, the big thing is we've, we've only got one game and then we've got international break. And some people are saying this international break is not coming at a good time for us. But first of all, we can't change that. And second of all, I think it is. Like everyone needs to mental reset. And that is what that break is going to give us. Um, but we've got a massive game coming up on Saturday. And as you mentioned, you're coming over. Um, it's coming over. Your family's coming over. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, from like a supporting family aspect, but very much excited for the challenge ahead. Um, it, we're playing Man City. They are known to be a very, very good side. Um, we've obviously done our homework and this week is going to be about coming up with a game plan. Um, we'll have our identity, that won't change, but we'll certainly adjust a few things. And then I'm just looking forward to, at the weekend, getting on the pitch and showing what Leicester's about. So we are also really looking forward to seeing you on Friday. We're wishing you all the best for Saturday and I'll see you then. Yeah, I'll see you on Friday. And um, let's see what happens on Saturday. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.